What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show, a very special edition of the podcast today. We're going to be joined by Jake Wimberly from College Football Hourglass. He does a bunch of other things. He'll tell us all what he does. Uh, he's going to join the show. We're going to talk about college football. We're going to talk about his website. We're going to talk about all the things that he does as well. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the podcast and on the radio show. The radio show is weekly on Monday from 12 to 1 on 12OunceSportsRadio.com. And as usual, you can find me on Twitter at MitchDavis underscore 8. You can email the show at TheMitchDavisShow at AOL.com. Or make sure you give the Facebook page a like at The Mitch Davis Show. I want to thank you all for tuning in to this podcast and hope you all enjoy. We are joined by Mr. Jake Wimberly from College Football Hourglass and a few other things. Mr. Wimberly, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on your show. Man, it is a great pleasure. Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. Love talking college football and uh, hey, we can uh, go any which direction. Maybe he's going to be here before you know it and uh, talk a little bit today. It's less than eight weeks away and you know, we'll be up and this thing will be up and running before we, get, you know, before we look, look forward to any further. It'll be here. Yes, sir. And you know, kind of talk. Tell, tell us what you, what all you do. I know you do college football hourglass. You got a radio show, but your hands are in just about anything college football related. Tell us all what you what you do out here. Yeah, I do the college football hourglass at cfbhourglass.com, which you're a part of, and uh, Lord Perry, we'll have you on that. And where we just, you know talk all things college football from a number standpoint and analytics and different other angles. Uh, I do the ESPN radio show. Uh, in Jackson, Mississippi, but drive at 5, 5 to 6 p.m. You can hear that outside the listening area on the zone or I'm nine.com. I do um, typically two podcasts, Mississippi State related, uh, Mondays and Thursdays for Bulldog Sports Radio. And then I do an all SEC podcast for Desporto, uh, an internet based radio company uh, that's highly successful. Keith Jasper's the owner. He lives out in, uh, in San Francisco. And I do that on Friday. It's a lot like it was mother discovered. It's just called it. So I do a lot with high school football in the state of Mississippi. I'm a football guy, and that's about where we, uh, the sandbox we play in, 365 days a year. Yes, sir. And, you know, and like you said, it's a great honor for me to join the College Football Hourglass uh, staff. It's It's been fun so far, and I look forward to working with you guys even more, being on the ground this coming football season. No, we're looking forward to it. It should be a good year. Yes, sir. And so what did, what did you see this spring and made you excited heading into next season within the SEC and the American Athletic with Memphis? Yesterday, also 
He may be destined for Florida. So Florida's looking for a transfer quarterback. Uh, Tennessee is expected to be a transfer quarterback from Stanford this summer. Um, and so, you know, you've got a lot of quarterback issues in the Southeastern Conference. But, yeah, there's also some positives, too. I think this extends to a good season this year. Jay Moorhead and Big Fitzgerald can come back healthy. Uh, they can return more production offensively and defensively than any team in the Southeastern mm-hmm. Conference. We'll see where that window of opportunity takes them. Uh, you know, is it eight wins? Is it ten wins? Is it a, a November matchup with Alabama for the West? Um, Auburn should be really good. Jeff Stidham looks like he is uh, poised for a strong season. He had this top six pass catchers coming back down on the plane. And then Georgia is kind of smart. They're recruiting out the, uh, out, you know, the end of the world, so to speak, and their schedule sets up really well for them. So that's just a positive and negative that I saw uh, throughout the footprint of the FPC. Yes, sir. And teams in the SEC and AAC that just you just see having a breakout year next year. I know last year it was Georgia, uh, Memphis as well, UCF and American Athletic. Talk about one or two teams in both of those conferences. We all know Alabama's going to be there, but what are the other one or two teams in those conferences that could have a breakout year this year? Well, I think there's a couple teams. Sorry. You know, Memphis is poised, I think, to have another big year. Uh, they've done a really good job recruiting and keeping their uh, recruiting profile at a high level uh, for that conference. They got back play, they got good coaching. So I like Memphis in that conference, not necessarily to win it, but to have a nice year. I think that for Florida, uh, it's going to still with the conference, but I, I, I see some pitfalls there in their schedule. And then, of course, you've got to look at our coaching change, Scott Frost. That, that's a big thing. We don't know how that coaching staff's going to play out. I think Cincinnati, when you look at Cincinnati, they have recruited quietly very well in that conference. And they've got a nice staff. They've got a nice quarterback. They could be a team that, that you know slips up and, and dings some people this year. And then I think you got to look at Houston too. You know, Houston is a program that has been up, it's been down, but it's been one of the um, upper echelon type teams in the, in the group of five over the last ten years. I mean, Houston has some history. They have, you know, Kevin Sumlin coached in Houston, so they put several coaches in the power five. You know, so Houston is another team in that uh, conference that I would look for. As far as the SEC is concerned. I don't know if we're going to see a ton of surprises. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of chatter out of Columbus about Carolina. Uh, Carolina against Georgia with two. You know, they feel like they, they could be the only contender uh, against Georgia. That very well could be true. But, you know, South Carolina's got some issues that, you know, with their schedule as well. So, so you know, the SEC, uh, Alabama should probably win the conference. They should probably pay Georgia to do so. Uh, you know, Florida, they should get back to somewhere around 8-4 this year. Tennessee, maybe. So I think if Tennessee got to 6-6. Six um, you know, under their first-year staff, I think that would be a win for them. So the big thing that I'm going to be looking for as far as surprises is what happens down in Baton Rouge. You know, Edward Ron really pitched himself out of what looks to be somewhat of a pickle, even though they won nine ball games last year. And then, of course, down at College Station, Texas, is Jimbo Fisher really any better than Kevin Sumlin? Or is he just a 2.0 version of what they just have? Yes, sir. And, you know, you uh, you run the College Football Hourglass, and we got a couple more questions. I'm going to get to that real quick. Tell us about the website. Tell us, tell tell my listeners about the website and a little bit on what they can expect from not only yourself and uh, John Luke, but myself and Peyton Aldridge, the, new, the newest additions to the website. Well, I think it's just a different, fresh approach to looking at college football. Now, there's other people out there that do this too. Uh, day part two is for the college football major. It's Bill Conley as the nation, but we have a little different twist. But it's, it's a numbers based uh, site where what we try to do is we try to take um, all the passion out of picking. Nobody loves to pick up that ad line and that Lindy's and that sporting news. You know, take their favorite team and pick games out of that book. And, you know, a lot of times that's done with passion. So we try to develop a site where we look at things objective, 
basically it's it's a money ball approach it's like the baseball movie or you know the whole deal with money ball and so we try to take the numbers and we try to run the numbers and look at the schedules and define power rankings and quarterback rankings coaching rankings and all this good stuff and, and with these numbers we can, we can build storylines off of it uh, we projected every team in the, in the power in group of five had all the games projected uh, basically March the 3rd we started rolling it out 1st of April so we've been you know, live for about six weeks on the site. It's about a three-year-old, two-year-old project. Last year we had 83% for all the Power Five. We're at a group of five this year. So we're excited about what we're doing. I think it's a different, fresh approach. You can look at how we you know, rank teams and read about you know, what we think about why quarterback play, returning quarterback play is so popular. Um, we're the only analytical site that really dives into quarterback play. Now, a lot of people use recruiting rankings because of a lot of people use coaching rankings and some sort of a coaching analytical stamp or metric, and that matters. And everybody defines that a little differently. But we are the only ones that look at returning quarterback play because I think it's vitally important who your signal caller is. Let me just give you a couple examples. Um, you know, Cam Newton in 2010, had he not been on that Auburn team, that was a 7 and 5 team. Um, you look at what happened with Michael Vick and Virginia Tech back in 1998. That's a team in Virginia Tech back then that was recruiting in the mid-20s. Uh, they were playing a Florida State team in the national championship that was recruiting in the top ten, and Michael Vick almost you know won that whole thing for him by himself. Uh, you look at just last year, Tua Tagovailoa coming off the bench and what he was able to do. So quarterback play matters, and we focus a lot on that. We focus a lot on the coaching. We focus a lot on the recruiting. So it's just a different, fresh way I think of looking at things and projecting. And uh, you know we'll continue to put stuff out there through the off season. We'll shift gears. We'll, we'll, we'll push results and yes sir and you know the last question i have for you everybody wants to know who is your four teams as of right now do you have making the college football playoffs and have winning it all Washington out of the back 12. I think Chris Peterson is, is the 
albeit he's been at this a long time, he looks like he's poised and ready to enter the conversation with Dabo and, and Nick Saban and Urban Meyer. So um, Washington has some, you know, they're going to have some moments in the middle of that schedule that's really going to check their oil. But they play Auburn right out the gate, and they play them on the neutral side in Atlanta. If they can knock Auburn on that ball, and don't don't fool yourself. That is a college football playoff elimination game. Um, Auburn and Washington week one. I think Auburn has a better quarterback. I think they have a better coach. And they're really close on talent. They've improved that talent profile um, immensely over the last three to four years under Peterson. And i got Washington as my fourth team in. i got Alabama beating Ohio State for the whole day. You know, that's very interesting. I'm going to have to agree with you on the Alabama beating Ohio State. Mr. Jake, I really want to appreciate you coming on the show. You're welcome anytime. We're going to have you closer to college football season as well. Uh, get your final predictions coming into next season after the after the off season here, after a rest and this and that. Uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity as well to write for your website. Look forward to it this coming season. Hey, my pleasure. I appreciate you having me on. I love the show, and I will do it anytime. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Have a great day.